0: Welcome to Houston Home Talk, featuring all things real estate in the Houston area. We'll interview real estate professionals, local business owners, and special guests from right here in the Houston community. This is where you get the inside scoop about what's new in real estate, new community openings, and business openings, and much more. The Houston Home Talk show starts right now. Alright, welcome guys. This is James with Houston Home Talk and I am joined today by my good friend Cindy West with NRL Mortgage. Um, how are you doing this morning, Cindy?
1: Hey James, I'm great. Awesome.
0: How are you? I'm doing great. Um, it's a little chilly for us here in Houston at a blistering 70 degrees. No, just <laughs> <laughs> You know, people, people in the Midwest laugh at us when it gets to the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is cold for us, but uh, I am glad to have you on. It has been a, uh, an interesting ride as far as interest rates and a lot of things going on specifically this year, and you have been in the business for a few years now. You've done really well, and uh, I appreciate all your insight. Uh, so for just to kind of set the table for everybody, so Cindy and I have known each other for about three years. We've been working together. Uh, you came to visit me when I worked for a home builder,
2: mm-hmm. yep. and uh,
0: you were one of very few, really probably the only one virtually <laughs> that really would come visit yeah. me because everybody else was scared to come see uh, see me uh, working for a home builder because they just assumed that they could get no business from a home builder's yeah. on-site salesperson, uh, which was not the case. No. And So uh, I'm glad that you've been very tenacious in the way you work, and I admire your work at uh, I see you on Saturdays, Sundays. I see you everywhere.
2: So
0: uh, <laughs> you have got a, knowledge, a lot yeah. of uh, knowledge, and your work ethic uh, is, has been uh, very, very admirable. So what I want you to do is just kind of introduce yourself. You got a very interesting background. Mm-hmm. Uh, int- introduce yourself to the artist to kind of tell us a little bit about your background and how you okay. got into the mortgage.
1: Okay. Well, sure. Yeah. So I got in the business three years ago. Mm -hmm. and um, my my background started with auditing and taxes. Um, I did that for several years, and then I relocated to Los Angeles, and I became a forensic accountant, which is very interesting. Um, So pretty much what I would do is I worked with people getting a divorce, determining child support, alimony, division of assets, and valuing businesses. Pretty much I would find the money and determine what, individual's cash flow was for uh, child support and alimony, And then after that, then I relocated here with my family, and um, that's where I met Chad Freeman, and he is a manager for Nations Reliable Lending. He told me about the job, thought my personality and my background was the perfect fit, and um, my daughter was just going into school, so I thought, you know, it's a great time to get back into the workforce full-time so I took the test and I'm um, passed it, and then I'm um, just been on my way ever since.
0: So the forensic, you gotta gotta give me a <laughs> this back a little bit more because yeah. every time I hear forensic, you know, I usually think you know CSI, one of these uh, criminal shows. When I hear forensic, so yeah. break that down a little bit more uh, as far as what you did with uh, with that that uh, forensic as uh, a forensic accounting.
1: Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, it has to do with documentation Okay. being at paperwork a little bit differently and, you know, people represent themselves, you know, based on the tax return. Well, I only make $25,000 a year when you're living in a half million dollar house and you drive a Mercedes and I could see all the charges on your credit card for limousines and things of that nature. So I would pretty much hunt down the money. And figure out what the true cash flow is. Because people, um, for businesses, they write off all their personal expenses, cell phones, cable mm-hmm. bill, um, 100% of their auto. Um, all those things are not true business expenses. Um, right. Those are personal. So, they, you know, drain the company of, you know, uh, and, and they want the write-offs. They uh, pay as much taxes. But from a divorce standpoint, that's not your true cash flow. Do we add back all those personal expenses as perquisites to come up with somebody's true cash flow? And then that's how we figure out a child support and alimony.
2: Okay, so I
0: I see then the connection with that and the connection to the mortgage side of the business. Because a lot of what you were doing in that career really translates into you being a mortgage lender because a lot of the, the details that come along with you know, especially specifically you brought up self-employed because those are the biggest challenges yes. when it comes to the mortgage. Yes. Um, so how yeah how does that background, how did that help you on the mortgage side? Because I guess I know you've been, it's only been three years, but you've been, you've been very, very successful in the time mm-hmm. that you've been a, a mortgage lender. So how does that help you in being successful in what you're doing now?
1: Well, definitely the tax knowledge and the attention to detail and looking at paperwork a little bit differently, um, very detail oriented, which in mortgage you have to be, mm-hmm. you, know, you look at the paperwork up front um, before you get under contract and kind of figure everything out ahead of time instead of, you know, having, you know, issues under contract that, mm-hmm. you know, boy, I wish I would have seen this or looked at it closer then, but definitely the, um, the tax return and the tax knowledge has helped me with um, understanding the actual tax return for the self-employed borrower. So. borrower. You know, you can have a Schedule C, which is on your 1040, or you can have a 1065, which is a Partnership Returns S Corporation, or your 1120, which is your C Corp. So understanding how somebody gets paid out of each one of those is quite differently. So you can get paid out of distributions, You can get paid through salaries and wages or dividends, depending on what uh, tax return you're filing. So that's definitely given me an edge. Yeah. And put me on a fast track and dealing with more sophisticated buyers with more complex uh, tax returns sure. and the attention to detail and looking at paperwork and just knowing, I've seen all these documents, before. I've been working with them for years. So it's definitely helped.
0: <laughs> no, that, that definitely explains a, a lot.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Because, you know, I have I've had a brief stint as, as a mortgage lender as well. So I understand the level of details. And I don't think a lot of people understand it unless you've done it. Yeah. There's no way. And as a realtor, you know, most realtors, all we care about is, is the loan approved? (laughs) Right. And are we funded? I mean, those are the words (laughs) here is, are we funded? Okay. But when you, when you're behind the scenes, I mean, the, the, the level of detail, there's so many moving parts. There's so many parts. And so, I appreciate you guys more because I've, I've had a brief in doing it and kind of understand now that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, uh, someone like yourself with that background and being very detailed. is so important. It really yeah. is. So now I know you guys have a program because one of the things that I work a lot with, I work a lot with homebuyers, excuse me, sellers who have a home to sell before they purchase their next home. I do a lot of new construction. And so Typically, we we have a contingency to where the only way they can purchase the new house is if they sell the current house in most cases, So I know you guys have a a product that's kind of designed, and you don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but I know that's something that I wanted you to share a little bit about Mm -hmm. because I think it's important for people to know that, that you guys have that product. I've dealt with a lot of lenders. I don't know anyone that has a program like this. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know anybody that right. has this program?
1: So,
0: <laughs> yeah, tell a little bit about that. Uh, a little okay. bit about that program.
1: Well, it's a fantastic program because people that are looking mm-hmm. to buy—and it, and I say new construction—it doesn't have to be new construction. It right. can be anything. But, but who this product would uh, best serve is somebody that finds a house that they fall in love with that mm-hmm. they really want. Um, it could be through um, a builder. They might. Find a lot, the perfect lot in a cul-de-sac or on a greenbelt with the backyard, um, at, let's say um, waterway or anything specific that that they might lose if they wait to sell their house. Right. So that's kind of the emotional side of this product is somebody that's motivated to move forward. doesn't want to wait. And I think this product also uh, is more beneficial to people at higher price points with significant equity. So pretty much in order for this loan product to work, you have to have at least 30% equity in the departing residence. And you need 20% down payment to move forward on the purchase. Now, you can obtain gift funds for the 20%. However, you do have to have at least 5% of your own funds. So that would mean 25% now. But you can get the gift funds of 20. You bring 5%. Um, The 30% equity, if you have your house paid off or have significant equity, meaning like 50% or more, and you don't have the cash in bank, you can um, do a cash out refi to pull out the 20% as long as you leave 30% equity in the departing residence. So you can pull out money to use that on the the down payment for the purchase side. Got it. Yeah, you you have to make sure the house is not listed for sale because that's a red flag in mortgage, so before before you get a cash out. So it's a purchase just like any other purchase, but we are eliminating that just from the ratio. So you actually will have two mortgage payments until the house is sold. The only stipulation is that that house has to be listed for sale prior to the purchase of the new residence.
2: That's okay. It.
1: And so that's that's something where if you're building builder relationships, that's a good thing to have because the builder is going to identify that and he's going to call you, if you're marketing this product, to list the house for sale. So that's the key. Is as, as a realtor, you're getting the listing hopefully the buy side as well because you're right. going to get a, a walk-in client that falls in love, has a house to sell, and that builder is not going to wait, want to wait three to six months for the house to sell or probably does not want the contingency offer because if it's in a higher price point, then it might take a little bit longer. Or if it's yeah. a flooded house that you have for sale, who knows how long that's going to take to sell. Yeah. So um, it's a great product that allows people to move forward without, waiting for their house to sell and then they don't lose equity they don't have to drop the price they just have to afford the two payments
0: right and there's a lot of people that are in that position to be able to do it uh, especially like I said in that higher price point mm mm-hmm. this helps them not lose out because i have seen it uh, on on several occasions where they probably could qualify for both financially but this product like I said, this product wasn't around. I I, I knew I have no knowledge of that product a few years ago. So yeah, uh, it's a great option for people that are that are looking to, you know, buy another home or build either one. Either either one. I'll make sure I post your information because there's okay. maybe people out there that want to reach out to you and get a little. I know there's probably a little bit more detail, which. You probably need to speak with somebody uh, in person, right. speak, speak to somebody over the phone to get a little bit more detail about their situation and how the product can help. But I know it's a great product, and it can help a lot of people. So and
1: build, Yeah, builders love it. It's not I'm not competing with their mortgage company, their in-house right. lender. This is something to add on to their business to help it grow. I'm not looking to compete with them. I usually can't with their incentives. Right but this can eliminate the contingency offer and um, it's very attractive to builders. And I've gotten definitely lots of calls and emails from builders. I've never even met before. Yeah. clients. So um, again, it's a great, it's a great marketing tool to get connected, build a relationship, help a builder build their business and great for realtors to use that as well.
0: Well, I know a lot of builders. I work with a ton of them, and in, uh, in the new construction, kind of what I what I specialize in more than anything. Having worked for a few builders myself personally, so I will make sure they all know about this. And uh, like, mm-hmm. if anybody is working for builders that might be watching this, I'll make sure they get your contact mm-hmm. information because, yes, uh, you know, the on site we on site salespeople are about getting. They don't get paid to do loans. They get paid to close homes.
2: That's right. And
0: having you as a resource in in those situations Mm -hmm. is a great, great thing to have. Uh, Speaking, I'm speaking from experience. So, so I know one of the big things and challenges that I've seen uh, so far this year are the interest rates. So, rates have slowly just crept up, and uh, back in January, February, I was telling people that. Rates are going to increase. Yes, and unfortunately, they 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 have, and yeah. now we're now almost to the end of the year. And so, on. I guess, what are we looking at? FHA? I know everything, obviously, based on on uh, credit scores. But what kind of averages are we saying on FHA conventional? And then, what are we looking at? Maybe first part of twenty nineteen. Do you kind of think what well, what what may happen with rates come come that first quarter?
1: Well, definitely rates have slowly increased. Uh-huh. Um, they're in the fives. So, again, depending on your LTV, FICO score, debt-to-income uh-huh. ratio. Um, I've seen fours, of uh, eight seven five Again, um, sometimes they come at the discount point. i afraid of that. Um, but rates are still great. I mean, they're yeah. still near historic low. Um, Still a great time to buy. Do not wait to buy a house. Do, don't think that the rates are going to go down. Right. Of course, I don't have a crystal ball,
2: Sure. but
1: my um, you know a good judgment indicates that I think they're going to probably stay or, or climb a little bit. Um, the interest rates are tied to the excuse me the ten year treasury. Right. And usually, when the Fed announces the direction of interest rates that they're going to do some hikes, the market has a tendency to. Um, to accelerate that. So if they're going to say they're going to increase in December, the market goes higher before that. So it, it's stable. It's still – they're still the near historic low, and they're in the fives, and I uh, would not wait. A 1% increase in the interest rate will make a 13% increase in your monthly payment. So a right. $1,000 monthly payment, your payment will go up to hundred and thirty dollars extra hundred and thirty dollars a month so that's pretty significant um you know people always talk about their score and i'm going to increase it but i tell them i said you time you can increase your score you're going to be offset by the higher rate right. so it's a wash <laughs> and you
0: yeah you know i mean higher. that could take somebody from qualifying to not qualifying i mean the the, the bump in the rate uh, yeah. And for people, for some people that might be borderline or maybe close anyway, and you wait,
2: yeah.
0: you're not really winning in a lot of cases. You're not winning by waiting. Uh, so yeah. I try to encourage people, you know, if you're fine, if you find a home that you're interested in now, like don't wait because literally, I mean, a half a point or a point can make a significant difference. It can really be the difference between you qualifying or not in some cases.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or you have to drop the purchase price, you know, yep. or have to come up with more money down to offset that. So for every $10,000 you put down in a house, your monthly payment will change by $50 a month. Right. So $20,000 will only make $100 a month difference in your monthly payment. So that's not a lot of movement with a significant $20,000 down payment. So yeah. you're better off to do it now because rates in the fives – are fantastic. And I know people, you know, go back to the past and threes and fours and even twos <laughs> I've seen. And ladies and gentlemen, that was history.
2: You know, <laughs> history lifetime. Yeah, that, that ship has kind of sailed. Uh,
1: yeah, yes. The
2: ship
0: has sailed. And yes. if you not on it... Right. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's funny when people start talking about the, the rates now, how they're going up. And I tell people, you know, before the crash I mean interest rates were in the sixes yes my parents when they bought their houses you know they were in double digits so it's it's just perspective but if you you know if you didn't own a home before 07 08 and maybe you just look you started looking into it you know after 2008 so basically the last 10 years yeah you've been spoiled
1: Yes, absolutely, James, spoiled, absolutely. But, <laughs> but it wasn't
0: on purpose. You know, they weren't spoiling us out of the kindness of their heart. <laughs> I
1: know, right? They
0: were doing it to encourage people to go by because everything had kind of tanked, you know, 08, 09. And, and so yeah. that's why those rates were so insanely low. Uh, it was yeah. to encourage people to go out and, and own. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously as the economy starts to get better, you know, it's just a matter of time before those rates start creeping back up. And, and that's what we are right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, but I, I laugh when people start talking about, oh my goodness, you know, my rate's 4.8 and it's I like, know.
1: 5. <laughs> yeah.
2: right.
0: you know, rates, rates are still very, very low. But yeah, you know, historically speaking, you know, your if your history is only six
2: years ago, <laughs>
1: I know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a different
1: first house too that we bought was back in 2006 and it was 6% and yeah. I remember like high-fiving in the kitchen and like <laughs> right. hands, like Woo, cause everybody was paying 10 and 11% and right. I got 6% and um and that that was a great rate so 6% is a great rate and it fun. was and good
0: so. it absolutely was yeah it's, it's it's I find it funny when people start talking about it but uh you know we 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 can't control it um, yeah. Home ownership is still a better way to go um, yes. and paying a 5% interest rate or, or half for whatever it is or whatever it ends up being in uh, 2019. Yeah. It's still a better option than, than renting in, in most cases. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, to encourage people to go home. But, yeah, I mean, the 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 sooner, the better, uh, because yeah. rates. From what I see, and you can speak on. It, I mean, for what I see, it seems like it's gonna. The the experts are saying that you know, twenty nineteen. Of course, again, there's no crystal ball, but that yeah, we're gonna maybe be in that consistently in the five percent range. You know, who knows for sure? But that's what I see, and that's what I've read. So yeah, um, definitely
1: would agree with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the buying power for people changes significantly as those rates mm-hmm. go up. But uh, so yeah, if you guys are Looking at uh, owning a home, call Cindy. Get, yes. And, you know, one more thing, Sid, I want to ask you. So I want, I want you to distinguish between pre-approval, pre-approval versus pre-qualification because I get okay. this question a lot. I know what the difference is, and right. there is a big difference. So I want yeah. you to speak on that a little bit so people really understand the difference. And when, okay. you know, as a realtor, if you're making an offer on one of my listing with the pre-qualification letter, I'm not feeling that comfortable about it, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, speak on that a little bit and kind of t- 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 tell the people sure. what the differences are.
1: Okay, well, definitely um, pre-qualification and pre-approval. So, um, an underwriter, there's a couple differences. The underwriter does the pre-approval. So, that's right. when it actually goes into underwriting.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but there's levels of, of pre-qualification letters that have – stronger um you know credibility than others so and that's pretty much the documentation yes so um, when a a consumer fills out a credit um, application and we call them we go over the 1003 with them we pull their fico score and import their liabilities into the application make sure their debt to income ratio is right make sure the ltv is right run interest rate pricing and make sure um, we get automated underwriting system approval, which is the automated scientific version of what an underwriter does. And so when we get an approve eligible, that triggers us to give a prequalification letter. Right. So on that letter, though, if we want to take it to, I always say I want to upgrade your prequalification letter um, just to upgrade it, which means I'm going to now look at your source documents. Right. So source documents are your tax returns to your tax returns, 30-day pay stubs. And that's the, the critical part because we really want to look at the tax returns to see what are you writing off? Are there uh, if you're a W-2 employee, do you write off uh, 2106 expenses, which are unreimbursed business expenses? Because if so, we may, and I say may have to um, charge that as a debt, because those are business expenses that you're claiming. Um, Now, there are different programs where you may be able to skirt around that like a W-2 only program. If you don't own any real estate, we might be able to eliminate that. But um, The the point is is that we need to look at documentation that will uncover potential issues and can give us a better direction of which way we want to take the um, of, you know, financing.
2: Right.
1: So, yeah, and it's pretty much, it's still a prequalification letter. It's yep. just reviewing the documentation or not. Yes. That, if you're a realtor, that's one of the things that you should look at is the documentation.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, the prequalification Yeah, you spoke on, that you can go online and fill out some information and get a prequalification spit out. Yes. Uh, With with no verification of anything, which is why I love the fact that you take it a step further.
2: Yeah. And,
0: you know, for all of us that are involved in the in the the transaction, I mean, from realtor to lender, uh, we we want it to be strong. I mean, nobody wants to waste time going through, you know, contracts and inspections and everything. No. You, you can know.
1: waste so much money. Like, you know, oh, you can waste your inspection fee, your option fee, sure. even lose your earnest money, appraisal. Yes. I mean, you're talking $2,000. Yeah. So I always, um, the, the realtors that I work with, I always train them, uh, teach their clients in the beginning, because you're the front contact, is to prepare them what they need. And it's very easy to your tax returns, to your W-2s, uh, 30-day pay stubs, two-month bank statements. And even the bank statements are pretty significant. And even ID. I mean, we've uncovered, you know, we don't look at that in the beginning, and then things happen that's expired, and they don't have time to go get it renewed, or there's always something. And really, I always tell the borrowers it is a, a lot of extra work, but there's no benefit to them, the consumer, if they don't provide that upfront. Yep. And so um you know good realtors prepare their clients for that right in the beginning and then so when I come in and talk to them they've already heard it from uh, you know from you and now they're hearing it a second time and again I push for that I don't you know I can't make them do anything but sure. I tell them what's at risk they don't get those documents and they usually I've never had a problem with anybody right. complying with that
0: yeah and I um, think just set it yeah set an expectation from, my end before they ever really talk, and, and most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, it's going to start with with the agent. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, it is so important to set that expectation.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you're really the point of contact. This is your lead, right? The relationship in some way. So either from a referral or um, somebody that's coming to you to buy a home, and I'm just the support behind the scenes. So you lay the groundwork you're going to have more credibility because you know what you're doing because this isn't your first rodeo. (laughs) And then when I get them, they've already heard it before. So um, it's really all about preparing them and making it easier for them. Because, you know, the financing process can be – we ask for lots of documents throughout the process from start to finish, and consumers will always say, is this all you need? And I tell right. them, I'm like, well, this is all I need today, right. and I'm like, I've got three That's people behind me that are going to look at your file in a completely different way than I do. Yeah. And the underwriter is going to ask for conditions that need to be cleared. My processor is going to ask for documentation. My production partner, and then we might ask you for the same document again because you might not. It might not be exactly what we need. Yeah, We can ask for documents up until you know, a week or less than a week before closing. So mm-hmm. you can prepare your borrower for that. And if that doesn't happen, then it's even better. But yeah,
2: it's a plus.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I try and, and, and set that explanation for all my clients. So yeah, it could go up to the to the day or the, mm-hmm. the week before. Um, oh, yeah. Just prepare for it. So if it happens then you know you know you knew it was a possibility yeah. and i think that just makes people feel so much better because and, and it's not a difficult thing just to let people know yeah hey, this this is not there's a lot it, it's not a straight it might go like this oh yeah to close it it's not just a straight you know a straight there's a lot of things that happen a lot of adjustments that get made Kind of like flying a plane, we never really feel it for the most part. But there's a million adjustments that these pilots are making when we're in a plane. Oh yeah. Uh, Out of my my analogy when it comes to a mortgage loan, because it's the same thing. You know, it starts off one way, and eventually you'll get to your destination, which is closing.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not always just a smooth process, and uh, people so frustrated.
1: You know, and I'm there along the way, every step of the way. I tell my growers, I'm like, you can call me after five, and you can call me on the weekends. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be thrown at you. And especially the first-time homebuyers, you know, I'm I'm here to help you translate what somebody else is asking. I might not be specifically asking you, but somebody else has requested that, and they're uncertain. Well, that's part of my job. It's right. there is you know the service part, which is um, mortgage lenders like myself, local small lenders. You know that that's one of the benefits is the service and being available and for the realtor as well to call and and know that every time they call me, I answer the phone. You're not going to get my voicemail. You're going to get me. Yes, and you can ask the questions and I'm going to give you a straight up answer or I'm going to find out the answer if I don't know. Figure it out, because you're not left, you know, on a, on a ship that without a captain. So yeah. I'm there, and, I, that,
0: and I've had that happen. <laughs> yes.
2: uh, I, I know there's a
0: lot of Realtors; it's happened. You know, lenders yeah. just this, but I know I'm working with you for the uh, the past three years. Like you, you are true to your word. You you do answer yeah. your phone, whether it's good or not. You you you're yeah. not you're not the uh, lender who just takes off and which yeah. is amazing that it happens, Thanks. but it does. Thanks.
1: Well, you know, bringing bad news to people is not easy. Nobody on the planet would like to do that. And especially, you know, the largest purchase of your life. And that would not be a good thing. And I try to stay clear of that, meaning I don't have bad situations. My people that I qualify, they're solid. And if they're not, which means there's some, you know, weaknesses in their credit profile, which there, there could be, I prepare them for that you know i can say you know this is what we're this is the plan and i give them the option your ratios are super high um you've got these collections that could be an issue um here's what you risk you know your option money your inspection fee your appraisal fee mm-hmm. um you know and i will tell them that if it's a weaker profile and let them make the decision if i want to move forward or not and I also tell my realtor that too, so that they can be prepared if I have to make that call and say, we there's a hurdle that we just couldn't overcome. Right. Kind of blindsided, like, well, why didn't you tell me this? Because, yeah, I haven't run into that yet, but I will and I, I would. That's how I would approach it if it wasn't a paper lending. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that happens that we just, again, we, we don't. Have control over with this with this with the transaction. There's so many people involved and so many things that happen. So uh, it's just the nature of what we what we signed up for.
2: That's uh, right. <laughs>
0: this business, but you know we 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 love what we do. Yeah. Um, we all do because it's it can be a crazy crazy business. It really can. But yeah. uh, you know you are really good at what you do, and so. I will, like I said, all the builder, all my builder partners that I know, uh, if they are looking for a dependable lender, you are definitely uh, in. Well, that
1: thank case. you. <laughs> and,
0: uh, like I'm speaking from personal experience, so
1: uh, yeah. this is
0: not me. I've worked with you, and I've seen seen what you uh, what you do. So, so how can people get a hold of you? Website, phone number, what's the best way? And then I'm gonna post your information as okay. well. But go ahead and uh, give what's the website and in your phone my, number for people well, to reach my,
1: my phone number is the best way 832 370 7373 that's the best way
2: okay yeah got it my
1: phone and and then we will you can go from there you know it's apply online i got a direct portal website for online applications get notification when it's started application started and i get notification when it's completed through email what I usually do is I call the borrower right away, introduce myself, and you know go over the ten three with them. Okay. So, my link to apply online is cindywest.nrlmortgage.com.
0: Okay. Say that one more time. So Cindy West, Sorry. just one word.
1: Cindy West, one word. Dot nrlmortgage.com. Got it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'll make sure I post that on here so people can have that. And uh, if they've if okay. got some questions about that uh, that special program that you guys have, because uh, there's, there's probably a lot more detail that you can speak yeah. with that, uh, or just any loan, FHA, conventional, uh, Cindy does it all.
2: That's right. uh, mm-hmm. She Yay.
0: can help you guys, and uh, she will get you to the finish line. I promise right. you, she's really good at it, and uh, <laughs> I appreciate your time, Cindy. So uh, we will thanks. do this again. Um, yes. you now we're about to hidden get into the uh, the holiday season here uh, in the next week or so and so we'll make sure we do this again we okay can talk, we, we can sit here and talk for hours about this there's so much to talk about
1: there is
0: uh, <laughs> we'll we do this again I appreciate your time okay thanks we will we will do this again thank you so much Cindy. Okay, you take James. care thank you all right all right bye bye bye